Oh my goodness. How long did you spend picking out your clothes and getting dressed today? Did you know the average woman spends 20 minutes a day getting dressed each morning? Again, that's on average. So some women are less and lots are way more. And if you do the math, that's 90 hours a year searching through the clothes that pack your closet and your drawers for just the right thing. And then dealing with the discard pile left behind. Add to that 100 or more hours per year shopping for all those clothes, 80% of which are rarely worn according to the 80-20 rule. And that adds up to upwards of 200 hours a year or more of your precious time wasted on getting dressed. Ah, anyone else need a find the time solution? You're in the right place, my friend, because today's guest is here to offer you a simple formula that can change everything about your time in the morning. Meet my friend and fellow podcaster, Stacy Herndon. Stacy is the owner and founder of Radiantly Dressed, a color and image business geared towards helping Christian women gain confidence and feel put together. She's passionate about helping women embrace who God created them to be and bring that beauty into their style and fashion choices. Through processes like color analysis, style analysis, body type acceptance, sustainability, minimalism, and capsule wardrobes, she aims to show women that they don't need to spend 20 minutes staring at their closet to look put together. She believes that clothes are just a means to move forward with your day to do the things God has called you to. Amen to that, Stacy girl, because that's what we're all about here on Redeem Her Time. No longer wasting our precious time on what will only get worn and worn out, but instead investing it in what will last longer than us, because it's what we're called to in this season and in light of eternity. So let's not waste another minute in our closets and dive on in. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then, God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time, and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Hey, Stacy! I am so glad that you are here with our Redeem Her Time audience. We are here to really get serious about our time. So I want to ask you to start us off by just telling us who you are and what fills your time in this season of life that you're in. Um, Okay, well, I am a wife to Joshua. I've been married for 10 years now, and we have 
six and a fraction children. Um, my oldest is nine. So that's six kids in 10 years. <laughs> um, I also homeschool the oldest three, actually oldest four, because my toddler likes to do school too. Um, and I run an online business. So I am very, very busy all day long. Um, I like to cook and that's pretty much the only hobby I have time for at this point. <laughs> Well, that's a really good hobby because it sounds like you're going to be cooking anyway. <laughs> so if you can enjoy something that for some people is a chore, then it's going to make things, you know, a whole lot better. So in the midst of that, whether it's with, you know, with kids or husband or homeschooling and all the things you mentioned your business. And I really want to dive into the passion that you have for what you're doing to help Christian women specifically with their personal style. So like, how did that come about? Kind of tell us a little bit of that God story. So I never struggled with style before I was a mom, right? Like I never thought about style. I've never been one of those people who read fashion magazines. Like I never cared at all. I got dressed in what I wanted to wear and I actually had pretty good style. If you look back at the pictures, I didn't seem confused about anything. And so it never really was on my radar as something that I thought I needed to learn or I realized I needed to learn because I just wore the clothes I liked, right? It's, it's easier when you're in your 20s too. Like you don't think about it quite as much. But then I had kids and my body was changing like completely, right? Like you gain this weight, you lose the weight, you're breastfeeding sometimes. Like it's just such a huge change in your body. And having six kids in 10 years, those changes were maybe more rapid than other people experience. Um, you know, every 18 months I was pregnant and having a baby. So there was just a lot going on. Um, and honestly, I just lost myself. Like I... In a perfectly wonderful way. Like, I absolutely love being a mom. It's the greatest calling in the world. But, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was breastfeeding. And so as far as fashion and style, there was really nothing for me to focus on. There was no reason in my head for why I had to get dressed nicely. And I was stuck in this rut of maternity clothes and clothes that were nursing friendly. And those aren't always the cutest things to wear, you know. And so I started to experiment with things along the way. Um I experimented with capsule wardrobes when my second, when I was pregnant with my second, and then I did some other different style programs and reading and things. And I just did a lot of different things. Um, and I was trying to just feel good, right? Like I was trying to feel good about myself again. I was trying to get that little piece of myself back, right? That, that clothing creates because it is such an external creative process for us. Um, but I was really stuck and then I would get pregnant again and <laughs> I would have to figure it all out again. And it was really, really confusing. And I finally got to a point after number five, um, and I think I was 39 when I had him, and my body was so mad, like madder than I've ever, ever, it's madder than it's ever been postpartum. And I couldn't stand to wear anything with a waistband, <laughs> like uh -huh. skirts, pants, nothing like the waistband was awful. And so I just started wearing dresses because it was easiest. And I was still, I was started looking into this, like how to create a dress-based capsule wardrobe. And I discovered that there was literally nothing on the internet about this. And so my friends were like, well, you should tell people how to how to build a capsule wardrobe from scratch, because a lot of the information out there is basically like how it's it's abstract, but it's not specific enough to really get you going. And so I I was doing this and then I looked into this solution that is even simpler than a, a true capsule wardrobe and really repeatable. And it saves me a ton of time. I get dressed every day in like five minutes um, and I don't think about it again. And it suits me perfectly. I love that. Okay. I've, I'm taking notes. I have so many things that I want to come <laughs> okay. back to. The first though I want to say is I totally resonate with style not really being a thing till after kids. 
Like I look back on like what I dressed in high school, even in through college. And I'm watching my daughter in college now. And I'm like, we did not look as cute as you look, you know, but I guess we just didn't care. And then I look at pregnancy pictures. Oh my word, the pregnancy clothes when I had kids. So my youngest is now turning 20. So that dates me, right? Like it looks like I'm wearing a tent. Like it, there was no style. It was like, how can I hold, hide this giant thing? That's yeah. That's growing in front of me. So I, I really resonate with like kind of being in that stage where like after kids, you know, bodies changing and then figuring out, okay, so yeah, how am I going to address this? And there being a little bit more, you know, kind of desire for something um, that made me feel good because otherwise, yeah, sometimes we could tend to focus on the negative things and that type of thing. So um, yeah, I think absolutely. That- yeah. Yeah. Because you tend to like zone in on those flaws that you now you didn't have before, you know, your weight distribution changes, like everything you might weigh the same as you did before but your pants don't fit because your body has changed so much your hips have changed you know there's just massive forever changes that happen when you have kids and you can't just unwind that for the most part so true so true yeah and like making the most of it like and in, in being beautiful and saying this is the stage of life I'm in and I love the fact that my body looks different because I've birthed for me three kids for you almost seven that is crazy <laughs> uh, you know and like having that be a beautiful thing versus uh well I don't look like the girl on you know I would have said on TV back in the day but now on Instagram or right wherever we're we're comparing ourselves with people and so it can really take a cost us a lot of energy I think internally as we think about our struggles with comparison and maybe expectations that we had or unmet expectations and just our identity around there. But I want to dive into kind of like, how does this whole problem affect us when it comes to the area of our time, right? Like thinking about like, how does this problem uh, for us in this stage of life getting dressed? How, why does it take us so much time? Right. And like, how is it costing us? What's the ripple effect into our life? So this is kind of long, but I want to backtrack for just a second to something you said, because this is really kind of the core of the problem, really. So you mentioned Instagram, right? Like Instagram influencers. And then we have like Pinterest where you can go get outfit ideas. And really, it just speaks to this big problem of the fact that we we just don't know who we are. Um, mm-hmm. We we don't know what we like. We don't know how our body is specifically created and made, like as far as color and our like how the vibe we give off and our personality and all these different things like we just don't know ourselves mm-hmm. um and so what happens is we we go and we we look to these sources to try to figure it out and it just feeds this cycle of discontent right but honestly like i just want to point this out like if if you're hearing this like i hate that we have to copy other people but i want people to know that it's not their fault because Honestly, the fashion industry has created this monster. Um, there's this really cool, interesting fact that some of the biggest fast fashion brands turn over a new collection in two weeks, which is kind of an unheard of amount of time. You think about planning and marketing and sewing and all these different things. Like that's a crazy amount of time for them to turn over new things, but it's, they want you to come back in, right? Because they're, they're telling you you're not enough. You have to buy something new. And so we end up with a closet full of clothes that we don't know what to do with because they're a hodgepodge of, Pinterest styles and Instagram influencers and what the fashion industry is producing. And it's not who we are. It's just this conglomeration of what everybody else is telling us we should be. And so you end up, like I said, with this closet overwhelming. You see you walk in and I know that you guys have been there, right? You walk in your closet and you stand there and you look at all the stuff that's completely just a mess. Like it's not cohesive, right? And so you spend 20 minutes is the average, right? 20 minutes is, is what I hear from a lot of people. And you try on one thing and you try on another thing and you try on another thing and you end up wasting 20 minutes, but you also end up over here with this pile, right? I call it the discarded pile of frustration (laughs) because it's all these clothes over here that you wanted to wear and they just didn't work. 
And so if you do the math on this, right, 90 hours a year deciding what to wear every day, right? So there's the... There's the time piece and there's more, right? There's, it's even worse, right? So not only do you waste this time deciding what to wear, this also puts you in a, t- a mindset in the morning where you're just in this negative mental loop, right? You're like, oh, it must be me. Oh, it must be my body. Oh, I don't know anything about style. And it just goes on and on. And this is the beginning of your day. So you're starting your whole day with all these negative, all this negative self-talk in your head. So then what tends to happen is you go waste some more time. Um, studies have shown that women spend an average of 100 hours shopping every year. So we're, we're at 190 hours wasted, right? I don't, I don't know how many days it is. We could probably do the math, but, um, but yeah, so you're wasting all this time and then you're also wasting your money on things that don't last. They don't suit you. They aren't really reflective of who you are. So, you know, there's a lot there. There's time, there's money. Um, it's a lot of things wasted when you think about just getting dressed each day and how difficult it can be. I, I hear time, I hear money, I hear energy, right? Like attention, all these things. And what I find so interesting when like, think about when, well, I know for sure my generation, when I was in high school, I got 17 magazine once a month. So I wasn't seeing, unless it was on the people that I was going to high school with and walking the halls, right? Like I wasn't seeing the changes in fashion, but once every 30 days versus now I've heard statistics, the average person sees 5,000 ads a day now. I mean, that's like bonkers, right? And so we're, we're, like you said, we're just being inundated with all of these. We're not enough and there's something new. And of course this is cuter and better and more stylish and in all those things. But when you put those numbers together, 90 hours a year, just deciding what to wear and a hundred hours shopping. And I'd be curious, I don't know if they broke down the hundred hours shopping between like legit going into a store versus online shopping. Cause I would guess even like window shopping online, you know, how easy is that? We we have a little, you know, lull in our day. And what do we do? We pick up our phone and we either scroll social media or we scroll Pinterest or we scroll the apps of the, you know, the stores that we like. And I bet that it's more than a hundred hours when it comes to that. Oh, it's, it's probably more. It's probably, that's probably just a general average. I can't even imagine it's, I mean, I would, I would be scared to tell you how much time I spent online cart adding cart and un- unloading and during some of the worst periods. Yeah, it's bad. Right. <laughs> And like you said, a lot of it ends up just not getting worn and just gets, it's, it's left. It's the, it's what gets in the discard pile because every time you put it on, I remember feeling this way. Like it just didn't feel good on me, you know, whether it was the coloring or the styling or I'd wear it for a little bit. And then I'd be like, I feel really frumpy or I just feel like blah. And so then I'd take it off and like try the next thing. And um yeah, so a lot of waste that's happening on there. So we're all about making the best use of our time, right? Like how do we get back more time? How do we not spend 190 hours plus on something like this? Um, Cause this is something we have to think about every day. I mean, it's not like we can go days, weeks, months, years without like thinking about it. Now you could put a pause on shopping and say, I'm not buying anything for, you know, the next month or the next you know season or whatever, but the whole getting dressed part's not going away. So like, how do we start getting our time back, whether it's in the morning or whether it's in that shopping time. So I'm actually going to share my unique framework with you guys because it's so powerful. And when people, I tell people about this, they're like, this is mind blowing. I never thought about this. Um, So I want for just a minute, I'm going to reference Steve Jobs, right? Um, Think about Steve Jobs and every image you've ever seen of him. Steve Jobs had this iconic uniform, essentially, right? He wore a black mock neck turtleneck and he wore jeans and then some tennis shoes. That's what he always, always wore. 
And the really cool thing, if you look at this concept of having a uniform, which is what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give you some steps and stuff too, but if you think about the concept of a uniform, it's not just Steve Jobs. I know we can look at Steve Jobs and think, oh, that's so boring. And I'm a woman and I could never do that because I need more variety, right? But there are two women in the fashion industry, uh, Karine Rotfeld, who was the editor of Vogue Paris for like a decade. And then also Carolina Herrera, huge fashion designer, um, over time. I think she's retired now. She handed her, her business over, but two influential women in the fashion industry were huge advocates of this uniform concept. You can look at all their images and see that they did this thing. And so I'm just going to share um, how the uniform concept kind of breaks down and how you can make it fun as a woman, right? Because we don't want to wear, we don't want to wear that black turtleneck every day. Right. <laughs> I've done that before, actually. I've done a black tee and jeans in a really busy period of my life. I actually did do that. Um, but, you know, we don't, most of us don't want to do that all the time. So what I usually tell people to do when I teach my clients specifically is to, first of all, they need to choose like the base layer of their clothing, right? So that's your top and bottom or a dress or a jumpsuit. So it's the one thing that you're going to put on like directly on your body. And that is something that has to be really well chosen because of proportions and fit and all of these things. Um, and then after you've chosen that piece, you choose a completer piece, which is often called a third piece. But it's basically that thing you put on over your clothes and it makes your outfit look super finished, super polished, makes everything look intentional. For example, if you are like running out and you know you're going to work out and so you have on some athleisure, right? Some leggings and some kind of t-shirt. Um, a really great way to take that look and make it look intentional is to throw on like a denim jacket, some earrings and some cute shoes, like switch your shoes out, right? So you can just make it look super intentional with that completer piece. And so once you have these pieces selected, you know, like a crew neck t-shirt looks great and skinny jeans look great. And I'm going to pick um, a cardigan of some sort, right? So you have this foundational idea of what you like, this one wow outfit that looks great on you. You take those pieces and you buy four of each piece. Mm, okay. And they need to be the same, right? So it's going to be like the same style shirt, the same style jeans, and basically the same style completer piece. And so what you have essentially done here is created this uniform module wardrobe. And it's made up of 12 pieces. And to give you some more math, with those 12 pieces, you can create 64 outfits. 64 outfits, it. 12 pieces of clothing. And this is before we even add shoes and accessories, which is actually the next step, right? So the next step is to add the shoes and accessories so you can kind of get everything you want out of everything. And then every day you just mix and match your pieces, essentially. And to keep it from being boring and to keep people from thinking, this girl thinks I should own 12 pieces of clothes and that's it. No, 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 no. What you can do is take this concept of this one 12-piece module and then do like three of them, right? So you might have one that's for work and you might have one that's for the weekends and then maybe one that's for church, right? So you have three different kind of uniforms, um, but usually because you've chosen them specifically to fit your body perfectly and your style, you end up with pieces that you can pull across the wardrobe, right? Mm -hmm. So you end up with this huge amount of clothes, like six months of clothes, six months of outfits with ever repeating anything once. Which wow. is pretty impressive if you think about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and well, so, you know. It's so funny. I'm going back in my head. I was a math teacher, right? And so I'm thinking about, we would have to do like the calculations of that. So 64 different options coming out of that. But let's be honest. First of all, ladies, you know, the 80-20% rule applies to our closets. You wear 20% of your clothes 80% of the time. So don't tell me that you feel like you're going to be boring because I guarantee I'm packing to go on a trip tomorrow. I pulled out a sweater that I wore on Saturday right? Yes. Because I love it. And I love how it feels. And I love how it looks. And I'm going to be with different people. And even if I was the same people, oh, well. Um, but yeah, we wear the same things. They're not going to remember. 
they're right, not going to remember because they're the going to what they're wearing. The spotlight effect, like we think that people are going to remember what we're wearing and they don't. I did this challenge a couple of years ago where you wear the exact same dress for a hundred days. It's like a sustainability challenge. And these people in this group, like they wouldn't even tell their husbands and their husbands would go like 30 or 50 days and be like, Hey, you're wearing red a lot all of a sudden. Like they wouldn't even notice and they live with them. So yeah, people don't notice either. So they don't really know what you're wearing. This is true. This is true. Okay. So I'm seeing, like, I'm all about this. I love the idea of like having the style, you know, works. So that way you're not wasting time on styles that you don't know work. And then having plenty of options just to mix and match and things like that. So how do you recommend, like when it comes to like, maybe whether it's the seasons of the weather changing throughout the year, for those of us who are in time zones or climates where we have different seasons, or maybe even just different seasons of life, you know, where like, oh yeah, I, you know, now have a, you know, different needs or my body's changing and things like that. How do you take this concept of I've created my, my, um, my uniform, you know, capsules and then adapt it when seasons change. So my best piece of advice is to really think about the, the proportion, the silhouette of what you created essentially, and then think about how you can modify that for the season. So here's a really good example. Um, a tactical example. So let's say you're in the summer months and you choose some kind of, you choose a basic, let's say a V-neck t-shirt, right? Something pretty basic. And then you choose maybe a pair of Bermuda shorts and um, for your completer piece, you might not have some some days because it's hot, right? But maybe on other days you pick something that's sort of like more flowy, right? Maybe you're into like kimonos or those vest things that are real flowy or something like that. And so what you can do is as the season changes, so when you move into the cooler seasons, you can take that V-neck shirt and go for a long sleeve V-neck shirt. Or you can move into a long sleeve, uh, excuse me, a V-neck sweater of some sort. So then you get into the warmer things. And then you take those shorts, right? That's a, it's a pretty fitted short. And so you want to stick with a pant that has a similar silhouette. Maybe that's a straight leg pant, um, you know, something similar along the lines of the proportion because it's going to keep it the same way. The whole look's going to be the same. And then as the seasons change, you can pull your completer pieces across because you'll find that you like certain ones in the summer and you like other ones in the fall and winter. So you kind of have different things um, that go along here. So basically just changing, keeping the silhouette, but changing the weight of the fabric, um, the cut of the fabric, sleeve length, um, pant, you know, short and pant length, things like that can make a big difference. Yeah. Well, that makes it easy for sure. And that way, you know, like you said, you're able to pull things across different seasons, but just add on the layers when it starts getting cooler and take off the layers when it starts getting warmer. So that's really fun. Um, does it take you a while or is it ever hard to find like multiples of the same thing? Um, you know, so say for example, you know, you're looking, you find that pair of shorts and to be able to find, you know, four pairs of shorts that are that same silhouette, or do you find that a lot of brands are offering like that style in several different colors or patterns or things like that? I usually recommend that people find brands they want to marry, basically, because you find that if you shop at certain brands, they're going to offer the same thing in multiple colors or okay. multiple colors, basically. And they'll usually have similar things throughout the seasons. And so, and you know, the fit, like each brand has its own unique fit issues. So once you find these brands that you really love, basically just marry them, right? Like commit to them. Um, I definitely have a handful of brands that are my favorites. Um, many of my clients do as well. Once they find what works, you know, just sticking with that and going back to that same brand because, you know, being a loyal customer. Yes. essentially is how that works. Yeah. Yeah. And watching out, like you said, for those companies that are trying to switch up everything every two weeks, you know, because they're probably not going to have, if you fall in love with their shorts, they're not going to be there even two weeks later, let alone, you know, two months later or two years later when you want to come back to that. So another really cool trick, I'm sorry, uh, is because I was thinking about it is 
Um, I recommend a lot of times for people who find something they really love is to go like to Poshmark specifically because you can filter by brand and style. And a lot of times you can go find something that maybe is very gently used or still new with tags on that is just like what you have already. And so that's a really cool thing too. Power of the internet now, right? <laughs> ah, yeah, no, I love that. And I love the idea this is like modular. I love that. I love that you use, use that word because I can literally in my mind see me mixing and moving things around. And that's the same thing that we do with our time. When I do my time blocking system, we are moving those modules around so that if it doesn't fit in a certain day, like you thought it was going to, that's okay. You can move it around, right? You could grab something from tomorrow or put this on, you know, next week. And I, I kind of see the same concept with our clothing. It's just much more tangible, right? <laughs> than, than at times. So, okay. So we've kind of talked about like why we have a problem with this. We talked about, I'm, oh my gosh, I love this solution. I'm all about a good formula that's going to save us time and energy and money. Um, so let's talk about like on the other side of it. Now that you've been doing this for a while, now that you've been taking clients through this for a while, like what are you seeing the benefit is? Like how does saving time using something like this benefit us? And what does it allow, what does it allow people to like, put that 190 hours into, uh, instead. So like, you, you know, you talk about the benefits. Um, it really is specific to each person because each person comes in kind of with their own mindset stuff. Right. So, so what are they going to do with their time? But for me, um, for me personally, it gives me more time to read the Bible in the morning, right? Like I'm not spending, I got 15 extra minutes to read the Bible. It allows me to cook a healthy breakfast for my family instead of throwing <laughs> throw something random out than like toast or cereal, right? Um, but it also has so much benefit as far as my mindset each day, because instead of starting the day feeling like down on ourselves, um, you you gain so much confidence in this process because there's there's so much more to it than I explained to you. There's there's this whole setup of like learning yourself in the beginning before you really start to put those things together. Um, like learning about what color suits you and what styles really suit you. And so uh, what I see in my clients a lot is it's actually just massive transformation, like true inside out transformation. I have one client who she's, she, she actually sent me privately, um, her prayer notes from the year before she started working with me. And she's such a different person now. Like she was so down on herself and she was praying for breakthrough. Um, and like the things she said since, like she, like she's like a big success story for me because I just love how she came out the other side. But another one of my clients. Another one of my clients um, wrote a book, right? Like she wrote a book. She made the time in her life. She got up every morning and she wrote like thousands of words over. It was like the fastest thing I've ever seen. She just wrote a book and it's on Amazon right now, like pre-order ready, like it's published. Um, and so it's one of those things about like, what dream do you have? Like, what dream do you have that you could accomplish in the next year if you got back 190 hours of your life? Like, what could you be better at? What could you accomplish? Yeah. So if we say we have no time, it's not that we don't have time. <laughs> it's just that we're giving it away to less important things. And, and I love that you just hit on this. What, when you are dressed and you feel good about how you're dressed, it's really just a reflection of what's going on inside. It's a reflection of your heart. It's not really about the clothes themselves. I mean, yeah, they help, but it's, it's bringing out what's inside. And we talk about that all the time here on redeem her time that we talk about, like our issue is not a disordered to-do list or a disordered calendar, it's a disordered heart. And so just like you, we go into who you are first and who God is calling you to be. And then that gets fleshed out in our calendar, right? Then it gets fleshed out through our closet and the things that we're doing on the outside, but it's always that inside work first mm -hmm. so that we can do that. And I love how you shared what you would do with some extra time in the morning. 
you know, what a better return on investment than staying in your closet for 20 minutes, like just creating a pile, which then is going to cost you more time later to like deal with the pile or guilt because every time you walk past the pile, you're like, oh, I should do something about that. Or, oh, I have too many clothes or, oh, I don't like anything or, you know, like I'm just seeing how this could like spiral and, and really- it does. It, it really does just like spiral out of control really quickly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So having a simple formula, having a, having a modular, you know, like template, I, I think is so helpful and just thinking about it in a different way, which is what I feel like you've really helped us do today is to think about how we're getting dressed every day in a different way. And then to start, you know, taking some steps towards doing that. So we have some great practical things, but I know this is a topic that, you know, it's, we can be staying in our closet and think that we know what we're doing. And then we're like, ah, wait, I need somebody like, where's my personal stylist. So you have so many great resources. I love listening to your podcast. So like, tell us about like what you have to offer for women who want more support in this, where can they go and find you and those resources and things like that? Well, I have two two sources of content they can consume at will. I have the podcast, which is Personal Style for Christian Women, um, and you can go listen to that. I also have a blog that's called Radiantly Dressed, and there is so much free content on there, like big-time free content. But I also have some cool gifts for your listeners today. Um, one really cool Get Started gift, and then... Um, and then invite. <laughs> so, um, so the first thing is, um, where we always start is with color because honestly, if you don't change anything else, like figuring out the best colors for you is the fastest way to uplove your wardrobe before you do anything else. Um, and I've got some episodes on this, um, talking about decluttering by color and then organizing your closet by color. So some of these kinds of things, but I wanted to give your listeners, um, a color palette builder. It's you get they can do it by paper or you can do it in Canva. So it's a template. That's at createacolorpalette.com. Um they can just go there and grab that free for them. And then um I would love to invite them to come join the community because we have this great community. It's filled with Christian women. Um, I do vet it pretty carefully to make sure that everybody's on the same page in there. And we do these weekly wardrobe challenges that are based on like one single outfit. So I'll post them. It says like wear something denim, right? And so people just kind of get inspired. But it's got these great women who are building each other up and are exploring style together wherever they're at in the journey um, and just very uplifting. Like I'm super blessed by these people, these women. I don't even know where they came from, but they're wonderful. But that is at christianstylecommunity.com. So um, yeah, so color and community. Awesome. I love those two C's. Helps us remember. Um, We will put the links to those in the show notes. So if you're driving while listening, like I usually am, um, you can come back and grab those, but make sure you do because these are foundational. Um, And I, I love the idea of a community, right? We have that in Redeem Her Time too, where we have a place we can come together and talk about these things and, and realize, A, I'm not alone and just have a sounding board of somebody else that can, you know, help direct us to truth and help us be accountable to the things that we're saying, you know, matter most. So, all right, off off the cuff question, I'm just going to throw at you. um, So whatever comes to mind as we're closing up here, that woman who's standing in her closet right now, right? She's looking, she's standing there and she just feels overwhelmed by what's there. What, what's one thing that you would say to her to encourage her? Oh, Psalm 139. 14. I think it's 14. Oh my goodness. I'm going to quote it though. It's the one that says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. But my favorite part of this verse is the second part because it goes on to say, marvelous are your works because he created them. I'm paraphrasing this. I'm sorry. I usually remember it, but I love the part that it talks about. Not only are we fearfully and wonderfully made, which goes into everything about style here, but it's marvelous. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're standing there frustrated, it's not you. You're marvelous. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And God did not make mistakes. He created you 
just as beautiful as he created a perfect sunset or the macaw, like all these beautiful things that go together. Like he created you the exact same. And your closet is not a reflection of who you are right now because who you are is amazing. That's beautiful. Thank you. I think we all needed to hear that today, regardless of what our closets look like, right? Because we are made in his image and that's what defines the choices we make, whether it's with our clothing or whether it's with our calendars or in any any area of our life. So are you standing in your closet right now, looking at the disheveled hangers and the discard pile from this morning's getting dressed event? If not, it's probably because you're multitasking while driving, cleaning, or doing something else in your day. So you can do this next thing I'm going to recommend when you get back to your closet space. But first, let me ask, how do you feel after listening to my conversation with Stacy and surveying your own clothing situation? Anyone overwhelmed at the thought of all the time it will take? I hear ya. When something will take us time that we already feel like we don't have, it's tempting to put it off and go on with life as usual. But I've got a question for you. Would it be worth getting back 200 or more hours of your life? What would you invest the time you save in that would give you a better return than a pile of clothes that don't last anyway that you now have to wash, dry, fold, iron, and hang? That's nearly anything in my book, because I am not really a fan of doing tasks that will only have to be done again and again. But seriously, here's where you want to go back to your with God vision and ask, where can I invest 15 minutes a day? Because it's still going to take you five to actually put those clothes on that will grow you towards where God is calling you. Is it in your faith walk, your family or friendships, your service, your stewardship, your wellness, your passions, your dwelling? Any of those are a much better investment than your closet and your laundry room. For Stacy, it was reading her Bible, eating a healthy breakfast, and creating a confident mindset, all of which will move her towards her with God life. So what about you? Let's start redeeming that wasted time back each morning, because like Stacy reminded us from Psalm 139.14, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Does your soul know that very well? Now, you may not have time today to purge everything you own, so until you do, consider doing what I did a few years ago when I was experimenting with a capsule wardrobe. I just pulled the clothes I planned to use for my capsule to a different section of my closet and ignored the rest. That way, when it was time to get dressed, I only had one place to look for a certain time, which gave me time to go through the rest. I've come a long way from where I was, where I was in developing my personal style back then, and you will too. And if you know me, we don't just like to dig into our calendar or closet around here, which will eventually just go back to disorder yet again, but to dig into our hearts to get to the true root of the problem. So be sure to tune into the next episode where I'll dive deeper into what our closets and calendars are telling us about our hearts. In the meantime, here's today's community question. What's one thing you will do to simplify getting dressed to take a step towards getting your time back each morning? Even if it's just removing one pair of pants that never fit right or one top that you have three more of, do it. Then come post your answer in the Redeem Her Time community and let's celebrate together. And better yet, Hold each other accountable to doing the next thing and the next and the next till our time is no longer wasted on getting dressed in the morning. Doesn't that sound better? It'll be like having a friend with you to keep you on track when that pile starts to build up. I'm here for you, girl. 
Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.